um, there's this, there's, there's like this, this collective pause by by society That's at large, true. and it's like a, there's a sudden stop where everyone seems to be in this hyper morning experience. By and large, for people that they don't actually even know, right? Yes. Um, but it, but there is something that that kind of touches our humanity. That these events, these events somehow touch on our humanity and, and, and pull at our at our heartstrings. I'm sitting across Father Joe, a Catholic priest. Yeah, and I'm sitting across Oscar, a Catholic. Layman, husband, slash, father. Awesome, so we'll get started. This is episode 21, and... We're gonna kick it off. So, um, keep talking while I eat my. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, the, so in the news, right? If you guys are familiar, oh, wow, I'm just jumping right in. Um, yeah, if we're familiar with it, uh, so there was a tragedy recently. I think um, it was November fourth, the last Friday for us, and it was um, it's all over the news. But it was Travis Scott. He's a, a rapper, musician, who was. What host- did you call him? Mumble rap. A, is that a, is that an actual thing or is that something it, you call it? Well, no, it's it's almost like some a, people call it that, but you're not no, the only one that calls it's it. It's like a, a jab at it. Okay, like it's not like I don't think it's a genre. I thought it was like a, I thought it was legit. Like that's yeah, what you, okay. but it just sounds. Like, I know, but when you said it, I knew exactly what you're like. Kind of like yeah. the sound, but um. So Travis Scott has a kind of rap that I don't listen. Hey, has a festival, mm-hmm. Astro World, and so there was a lot of people I went. I think these are all these facts are based off like news reporting but it's like fifty thousand plus people and then eight people ended up like uh being trampled or like like um lose well I like not like like suffocating in a like way maybe like because it um like I, I i haven't really been following it too much like i just just last night was starting to kind of read read up on it um but it reminded me of that and maybe i'm oversimplifying it but it reminded me of that scene in the old selena movie where that. they're all pushing up to the front and then she goes Shh, yeah that one yes that movie sorry i got a little distracted but that's what i imagine is people just kind of pressing up against the stage or whatever it was and and that in that chaos people being trampled or being you know as you know asphyxiated uh, kind of choked because they can't i because I, I heard um i saw an, an interview where someone was talking about how she was trying to scream or for help and she felt like she literally couldn't because she felt like her rib cage was being crushed and she couldn't get enough breath yeah uh, to, to have you ever been in a crowd like that no. at a festival no i i don't i avoid crowds so i have at in acl mm-hmm. so like from uh just kind of like my own experience with like crowds is i've been there and then as soon as the act comes on they there's like a crowd search they push towards uh, and so i've been in the middle of that but like i think travis got just i mean a lot of people have been in their houses this past year and like this is like i think it's festivals are coming back and like people are excited about this and then people buy the tickets i think it's like 400 dollars oh a ticket to go and he's a main act but then the concert happens and of course people are going to be like pumped up yeah and yeah adrenaline crowd is happening yeah so 
Yeah. And so can you hear so, yourself? No. Yeah. So we're not going to go into details about like, as, at least I think in the, as, as I understand in the news, there's like, um, there's questions about culpability yeah. and lawsuits and stuff like that. So we're not, that's not our, our topic today. Yeah, it's not. Uh, what we'd like to talk about is, is, um, is our encounter or our experiences of death. Um, I guess, you know, like this happened, would you say, you said it was like on, it was on Friday or five days ago. Yes. Um, and, um, and it's all over the news. And so when this, when this kind of thing happens and it's not just this, you know, when they were think back to when there were, you know, school, when there have been school shootings or at malls or any of those shootings that, that have tragically happened in the last couple of years, um, or, um, natural disasters that claim a lot of lives. Um, there's this, there's, there's like this, this collective pause by, by society That's at true. large. And this like, uh, there, there's a sudden stop where everyone seems to be in this hyper morning experience by and large for people that they don't actually even know right yes. um, but it but there is something that that kind of touches our humanity that these events these events somehow touch on our humanity and, and, and pull at our at our heartstrings to use a cliche phrase yeah and i think um when i heard the news like i immediately i you kind of and not only this with the festival but anytime you hear of like someone someone who passed or someone that uh, tragically like passes and you hear about it, then um, for me, I kind of like step back, almost like pause. And you're, I'm like, I've been to festivals before and I've, I've seen some of that push and like I could like kind of put myself in, in the shoes of the person. But I also heard like there was like a 10 year old who's like got injured and is like hospitalized. And I think of like Bella, Bella's nine and and sometimes like in the past, I was thinking like, oh, it would be cool for Bella to see her like favorite musician like early on. Like, I, I think she would enjoy that. And at one point I thought like festival. Right. But like mm -hmm. now with that, I immediately like kind of like even as I saw that, not that I'm planning to take Bella to any festival anytime soon. But I thought about that and I'm like, oh, so I learn. I guess there's a learning like there's a pause. Mm -hmm. You reflect. You're kind of like morning in a way and we're talking a little bit about that but then there's a learning kind of like what would i have done in that situation so we kind of like play like movie type mm -hmm. of like how like what would be my role and all that i don't know does that make sense yeah, yeah it does and and i and i agree with what you're saying and i guess it's kind of giving me a little bit of uh, of a new perspective because I guess I always, and maybe this is the cynicism in me, because I, I mean, I, I fully admit it and, and shame on me as a priest for always, I mean, if, if the devil knows how to get to me, it's through cynicism. Mm -hmm. He knows that I uh, can very easily fall into the cynical mentality and just kind of dismiss this or that situation yeah. or person, you know? Um, and so I tend to think that I, I tend to default to to an assumption that everyone is just has a morbid fascination with this kind of stuff, right? Where, that we're obsessed with death, and so, you know, when there is a car accident yeah. on the side of the road, right? Uh, what inevitably happens? Um, the traffic starts piling up. Why? Because everyone slows down yes. right before, right as they're passing by the, you know, the car that's 
you know, torn in half or what have you. It's called rubbernecking. Did you know that? It's called rubbernecking. Like that? Uh, yeah. Rubbernecking is when you're, is when everyone's turning their head to, to look. Oh, okay. I, that's what, I, somebody told me that a long time ago. I just, it just popped into my head. Rubbernecking. Um, and it causes traffic, right? Because, and it's funny, like, and, and I know everyone's experienced it, right? You're like, everyone's like thinking like, what is the holdup? And, and you're judging people at the front. You're like, come on, people. It's a car accident. Just keep going. And then it's your turn. Eat that meal. Yeah. <laughs> and then you slow down too. And you're kind of looking. And like I said, I, I think I, I, I tend to default to thinking that people are just, they just want to see if maybe they see a dead body or, or we're looking at, Oh, mira como quedó el carro. Look, look at that. It's, it's totally, it's totaled. And uh, did you see that? And, and, and look at all the glass and stuff like that. And so I tend to think that that's what motivates us. But I never really stopped to think, which, as you just said, like there is some sort of a potential a potentiality for for learning, right? For for mm. it's it is a life experience, even though it didn't happen some it didn't happen directly to you. Um, hopefully, it gives us um, a you know an occasion for pausing and reflecting and and contemplating the the, the ramifications of of something that or of whatever led to this accident so like in an accident for example um we don't know right uh, later on we might find out that there was alcohol involved or we might find out that um someone was texting and driving or whatever it is right or sometimes it was just a freak accident yeah. right somebody um was distracted and and maybe ran a ran a stop sign or something like that but all any of those situations, especially afterwards, when we kind of begin to hear if we find out, because sometimes we don't find out, if we find out, you know, maybe the potential cause of those things, it it does kind of stop and it, it does kind of shake you a little bit and say like, oh, you know, I do that, you know, I yes. find myself texting and driving occasionally. I also, well, I don't drink and drive, but like you know, whatever it is, um, and you kind of stop and you think, wow, yeah, I need a. Yeah, and I think there's be a, there might be a lot of that going on, right? Like with this certain situation, but even like any death that we hear about or might experience, like um, I think there's a lesson. At least that's how I look at it. You kind of like learn. And I was telling you that um, there's different types of way, I guess, we experience death. It could be like super close, someone close to us, and then someone like far I've never met. But for me, I think it always helps me also reflect of, on how short life is, right? Like, like you're especially when you hear of some like like there was i think most of them were in their 20s and like we're we're a little older than this, so it's kind of like they didn't even live to like this age that how dare you <laughs> yeah yeah but right and and so in looking at that like it's it's kind of like oh wow like life just goes fast yeah it it it, it yeah definitely you realize how fragile life is how fragile yeah that's how, true. how easily i mean we're here today and tomorrow is not um is not guaranteed for us and so, yeah, definitely. And, and, and then there's this, it could have been me or it could have been my loved one that kind of echoes in our mind afterwards. I mean, you said it yourself, right? I've been to, yes, I've been to musical festivals, you know, what, you know, it didn't happen when I was there and it could have just as easily happened at, on that occasion, as opposed to this one, um, and car accidents too, or, or something to that effect, right? Well, it wasn't me this time, but why couldn't it have been? I mean, is there a reason? Am I am I protected from this um, in some way that this person wasn't? Well, not really. You know, we're all subject to the same um, 
risks and the same potential dangers. Um, and so it does, or at least it ought to make you stop and, and, and kind of assess, okay, I can't completely bring to zero the risks yeah, involved in true. life, but there are things that I can do to try to avoid those kinds of things. I can make sure that I am, you know, as focused as I can be while driving. I can, um, I can, if I go to, if I, if I'm wanting to go to music concerts, uh, music, music, festivals, music festivals, um, you know, I can be aware of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been to a music festival, so I don't know what, but, but I, I don't know. There must be some way to kind of like think about it, right? Like, uh, be close, uh, keep an eye on the exits or I don't know. Yeah. Know, like I said, I don't know. But there's some learnings there. Um, and then, so in processing or hearing about death, processing death, like, um, I think we can, cause we've talked about death. And, the, and how we understand it. And we, we were talking about like episode, I think it was episode one. Our very first episode was about death and yeah. love. <laughs> love. Yeah, love and death. But um, you wanted to, I know you had said like you were experienced. Um, it wasn't a tragedy, but it was kind of like you, you and you were surrounding a, a priest. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I think before we get to that, I, I, I would, I would let, let's talk about this other thing. So. You know, this happened, this tragedy happened, other tragedies have happened. We are hopefully, please God, at the tail end of a very long pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people have died. Um, so we have, we have, as a society, been confronted with death mm -hmm. a lot in the last couple of months. Um, and so I think that it's, it's important to remember that the month of November, um, the church invites us or, or implores us to pray for the dead, to pray for uh, the souls in purgatory. Um, I think that, you know, so so the, be the beginning of, Mar of, of November liturgically in the Catholic Church begins with all so uh, all saints day right that's yeah. where we get halloween right all hallows eve so all hallows all all saints eve that's november 1st right so november 1st is all saints day where we celebrate all of those that have gone before us that we believe are now resting in the beatific vision or before god um are, are saints right that have made it that have gone through a purification process if need be um and that we have signs of their holiness right okay the next day, November the 2nd, is All Souls Day in Mexico, commonly known as Dia de los Muertos, yeah. right? Uh, Dia de los Difuntos, another, another uh, potential, uh, another way people call it. Um, and on that day, we celebrate, all the masses celebrated for that day are celebrated for the souls in purgatory, for people that have died and are now awaiting that judgment to be... and, and that are awaiting now the, the, the resurrection um, to be admitted into heaven, right? So we're, we're praying that God might have mercy on them, uh, that he might forgive them their sins, that he might give comfort to their families that mourn them. And so we do that in a, in a concentrated way on November the 2nd, but the church invites us to kind of extend that through the entire month of November to pray for, um, pray for, for the dead. And, in a special way now we're also in, on top of that besides the november being the month where we pray for the dead um we are currently living in the year of saint joseph right pope francis 
announced last November that beginning on December the 8th of last year and ending on December the 8th of this year, we're going to celebrate a holy year of St. Joseph where we are invited to contemplate him, to, to kind of um, look at his life, um, look at his writings. Just kidding, he didn't write anything. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't was, any, he doesn't say anything. Uh, I've been telling people, it's, 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 my, it's like a dad joke that I keep saying. It's like, I'm going to tell you my favorite quote of St. Joseph. And you stay quiet. And I stay quiet. Because he never says anything in the scriptures, but nevertheless, um, the church invites us to kind of like um, to contemplate what it meant uh, for Joseph to be the foster father of of Jesus Christ. Um, and one of the things that we believe about Saint Joseph is the tradition holds that he uh, experienced a very holy death. Um, if you notice in the Scot in the scriptures, uh, Joseph plays a port plays a role at the beginning of his life. Um, with the birth of Jesus and then the flight into Egypt to take mm -hmm. care of him while Herod is, is persecuting the, the firstborns. Um, but then you don't hear about him in the rest of the scriptures, except for occasionally, like, isn't this the son of Joseph, the, the, the carpenter, right? Yeah. Um, but, but he's not there anymore. And so the tradition holds, and we, we believe that, that he must have passed away before uh, the beginning of Jesus's earthly ministry. And if he did, we can't imagine, the church can't imagine um, Joseph just dying and mm -hmm. it's like no big deal, right? That, so the church professes that Joseph must have died in the arms of Mary and Jesus, right? And we think about that and we think, what better way to go, you know, yeah. than in the arms of Jesus and, and his mother Mary and our mother, um, so we see St. Joseph as, as a, as a model or as a, someone that experienced a holy death. And so he's known also as the patron of a holy death. So, uh, there's prayers, uh, for St. Joseph, for the dying people that are dying. There's a, there's, you can literally just Google St. Joseph prayer for the dying. Um, and so he's a, he's a good play, a person to kind of turn to during, during this month of November and as, especially in the year of St. Joseph to kind of pray for those that have died and to help to ask for intercession that God might give them comfort and stuff like that. Um, okay, so go ahead. What are you going to say? Sir? Just a question to clarify. Maybe you said it. So November is St. It's uh, Saint Joseph's, uh, like, it's a month dedicated to him or what? No, no, no. So we're living in the year of St. Joseph. Okay, yeah, the whole right? year, The whole right? year of St. Joseph, and it'll end on December the 8th. Not that St. Joseph is irrelevant anymore after that. It's no. just that during this time, we were asked to, in a special way to contemplate him. But then every November, every year, regardless of whether it's a St. Joseph year or not, we're invited to pray for the dead. And I'm just saying that you can combine the two and kind of, okay, we're praying for the death and we can contemplate Joseph as one that had a holy death. And I think that like most saints, whenever you talk about them, people are going to feel like, well, yeah, but that, that's a saint. Like I'm not a saint. And so that's an experience that I can't fully relate to. And so now I get to the point where you were that you were asking me to kind of mention is, is I feel like I and 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 this is a moment that just kind of lives in my mind rent free, um, of an experience of death that I considered uh, or that I consider to have been a very holy death, and that's the death of a priest. He was actually he's actually from Laredo. Um, I won't say his name just in case. I'm just yeah. for for anonymity. Uh, but he's actually from Laredo, but he didn't live in Laredo. Um, so he moved, he became a priest and he went elsewhere. And uh, so we went and we were, there was, there was a good, like maybe like five or six priests. And 
maybe like 12 seminarians and then a couple of religious, one or two religious, maybe more. And we were all at first in, in just like a single uh, hospital room. All of us gathered around father. Um, and then the nursing staff was very sweet and they moved us into a double room. And so we could have, and it was just us, but into a double room so we could all fit there a little bit better. And we were all there gathered around father. And, uh, and I remember that that we were praying uh, several things. I don't remember what, what all we pray, the chaplet of divine mercy, the rosary, and we were singing. We were doing a lot of singing. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, and, and at least to my memory, this is how I remember it, whether we're actually, you know, sometimes we kind of modify our memories, but inadvertently, but I, I'm pretty sure that he died while we were singing. Um, and we could see his chest, you know, he, cause he was having trouble breathing and we could see it just suddenly stop. Um, the machines had, were on mute and, or yeah, they were on mute. And, but we saw the little, you know, the little flat line of, of, of his heart. And we knew as we were singing and we didn't stop, we kept singing. Um, and we saw that, that he had died, right? Some people stopped singing cause they were crying, um, but most of us kept singing. Um, and it was one of the saddest moments of my life because we just really loved the guy. But it was also really peaceful and joyful. And, and it felt like in that little room, it was us, the people that I just mentioned, but it felt like the whole church was there. It felt mm -hmm. like everyone that that he had ever touched as, as a priest, right? As, a, as a, anyone whose hearts he had been touched by his homilies, people that he baptized, people that he married, uh, people whose confessions he heard. I just, I don't know. I just felt like everyone was there at that moment and Mary and uh, and Jesus were there um, and he died. And, and I just thought that was such a beautiful experience of death. And I, I, I thought, man, what a way to go, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows what, who knows if, how many of us will get that? Um, probably not too many that are going to have that many priests and seminarians in our room. Um, but I think we can still hope to have a, 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 a holy death. And, it, and I think it's not so much about the who's in the room with you. Um, I think it's just about what the condition of our soul is in uh, when we die. Right. So even if it was in a tragic way, in a car accident or at a concert or um, something you know, crazy like that, uh, we could still have peace of mind for our family member, those of us that are left behind. We still have some sort of peace of mind if we just kind of know that, yeah, this person could, you know, lived a good holy life. It was, this wasn't something, sorry, do you need to say anything? I feel like I've been talking for no, 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 no. I didn't want to interrupt because, <laughs> sorry, uh, to me, I, I just to say something. I, I didn't want to interrupt because you see that in movies a lot. You know, there's like this scene sometimes of, where someone's passing and like all oh, the children are surrounding the bed. And you might hear, I think in the past, I, I'm trying to recall if someone specifically in my family or anything where, oh, he died or she died with everyone surrounding the bed. Like, I don't think, like, I haven't heard, like, in a way you have to, and that's like a death that's more like expected, I guess. Yeah, usually when someone someone is sick or you kind of know, right? Age and you kind of get a sense, and you're able. Yeah, so so that's 
I mean, it's a privileged place to be at, right? Where because you get to you you have a, a little bit of a heads up. You're Not actually exactly, like conscious of it, right? You know it's coming, and so people are you know got their phones on, they're you know so they're able to head over when the nurse says, yeah, it's it's just about time and stuff like that. So that, that's wonderful when you can do that, and and you're and you're given that it's a tremendous gift, um, but you don't always get that, and I don't know, like so I'm a priest, right? And I say funerals all the time, and it it's 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 heartbreaking sometimes because sometimes we have funerals where there's you know 25 30 people or however many it is and i'm you know i start mass in the name of the father son holy spirit and no one even says amen yeah. the lord be with you nothing back and and i wonder right is it is it the is it the morning? Is it is it that they are just in so much that their heart is so heavy that they're just kind of in a daze and they're just trying to get through this? Maybe. Or is it because these people don't go to mass? They don't really have an experience of of church, of of prayer, of of a relationship with God. And and I just my my heart just breaks for them because I think, man, if if y'all just if only you understood that God cares about each one of us right so father the father i was gonna say his name uh the priest said that that, that we experienced the holy death with is uh, you know like all of us there we we understood that yeah he was dying and 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 his soul was no longer in this corpse before us but we knew that he persisted right that he kept going that his soul was still somewhere uh, we knew that we were going to be able to see him again um, and to be able to hug him and, and do everything we wanted to do in that moment. Um, there was this this hope that sustained us, and that's why it was incredibly sad and yet very joyful at the same time. And I just wish that people knew that whenever they experienced death. And yeah. you know, and it's kind of hard because like as a priest, like on the weekends, I could talk about that till I'm blue in the face yeah. at mass. But by and large, the people that came to mass already know that. Right. And so they're already going to have some sort of disposition. My difficulty is when I'm not able to reach, you know, all these other people that have, again, no real experience with the church, no real experience of of a relationship with God. And and I just like wonder like what's gonna happen when when one of their one of their family members or they themselves die, whether expected and after a long life and in a hospital room surrounded by family or in an unexpected way, like what's going to be their experience? Yeah. And it just kind of it it I don't know. There's there's a there's a impotencia there, right? Like I, I don't know. There's yeah, a, I think it 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 um as you were sharing that, I was thinking of um saint augustine right and in confessions like his book uh -huh. um he's talking about when he loses his mom right monica saint monica and even him being at that point i think he he was um oh my god a bishop right mm -hmm. and when he loses his yeah was he a bishop already i don't know oh, i don't know but i don't know but he was definitely yeah but he 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 was already in the, in the yeah religious he's, life right yeah. and so he and then he describes of how he was like weeping and like crying for his mom, even though he understood like, mm -hmm. and then, and then he kind of called himself out, like, kind of like, like, Hey, no, like, this is like, we're supposed to celebrate. And I think, no, I get it. Like I, I, and I'll, I'll share it. It's a little like, 
but I've shared this before, but like with my grandma, like losing her last year, like 2020, no, not for, uh, it wasn't a COVID or anything like that, but, um, uh, but losing her, like I felt this peace. I've, I like, I remember them letting me know and, and I felt this peace cause I kind of knew like my last conversation with her was, was a, a deep conversation and she was conscious of it. And I, I felt a peace and I almost felt guilty for not like, like being like, oh, why am I not like sad and down? And but I think I understood it. And I think, yeah, I would wish that all of us understand that. Now, I'm not saying that hearing about death or experiencing something here in the future or anything that is not going to knock me out and be like, yo, like, like I, I don't understand that. But I think it's important. And if anyone's listening to this and like you, if you're conscious, if you're not conscious of like the the death piece, you have to be able to like, they, I, I, I think of this concept is called mental like sca scaffolding. Mm -hmm. And so like, you kind of see like, if that happened, like, how would you react? I think it's like when you hear these tragedies and when you experience like a death, like for me, it's a learning. And, and that with my grandma was also learning like how fast it, it time went. And like, you know, like I was okay with, she was, she's in peace. Cause yeah. a lot of us say she's in a better place or he's in a better place. But how many times do we, really believe how, that yeah, or understand how, how that confident are we in in thinking that yeah i think so uh should we ask cool. our random uh, question of the show yes yep mm -hmm. okay i like this one so our random question of the show is what antiquated invention do you still use you go well, I think. Okay, so for me, um, and I was just thinking of this, was I could cop out and be like, oh, I still use a pen for notes, right? Like a pen was invented a long time ago. As it's opposed antiquated, to like on your phone? As opposed to text, as opposed to digital notes. So I still write and I think like... Do you use post-it notes? Um, I don't, but that's an old invention. I do you use? Yeah. I mean, I don't use post-its anymore. Uh, do I? occasionally but for the most part it's because i need to remember something i text i text it or i put it in the little notes app in the in the phone or uh or or these literally like on your desktop you can actually put digital sticky notes that are yeah, just like exactly so everything's on. digital but yeah. i still use a pen so i'm gonna go with that one like how important it is to still be able to write out stuff and like so i still use a pen and and because I work in retail, there's like an aisle full of pens. So I, I don't think it'll ever go away. But I could tell you that most of the people I interact with are digital notes. Like it's like they're texting the notes in and like kind of putting notes. I hardly see like a pen and like. Do you know how to write in cursive? I actually do. And they don't teach that anymore. They don't They don't teach it anymore? They don't. It's oh, not part of, it's not part of the curriculum. I shouldn't be surprised by that, I guess. But sure. yeah, so I think a pen for me. And then uh, antiquated, uh, another one, just I, I have two, I guess. Um, but like the pen, right? Because I think it's, I'm writing every now and then I'll take notes. You were taking notes today. And the other one is we weren't, we don't have a VCR at home, but I still have like, a, it's a PS3, PS4 and I could play DVDs in it. And so I have a, a drawer full of DVDs that, that yesterday we were playing like a home video from when Cassie was young. And we put it in the DVD player and I, I just like, as I was playing play, like I was so used to streaming stuff, like just stream, stream, stream. And yeah. it was cool to use a DVD, but um, 
like it's an, it's gonna be antiquated. That'd be really impressive. You told me that you still have the binders of CDs in your car. <laughs> remember those? I, I don't have a CD player in my car anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Mine still. I, I remember. Yeah. It's funny when I when I bought my car five years ago, I remember thinking, oh no, yeah, I wanted to have a, a CD player. And, <laughs> I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've never, ever used it. Yeah, it's going to be antiquated yeah. soon. But did you think of but one for you? But do they still sell CDs? I don't. Um, they do. People yeah, they do. They still sell they CDs. Do. And okay. I went, I went, I didn't go back to CD. I don't buy CDs, but like I usually have the Apple Music, but I did start buying vinyl. Like, that's so nice. I have like, yeah, cause I nice. like the sound of it. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Right. Okay. But that's, 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 did that's you neat. think of that's one? really neat. Well, I'm going to kind of mooch off of yours a little bit. And I'm going to say that because originally I was thinking that I, I want to talk about just like my safety razor as opposed to like one of those like uh, razors that have like little cartridges that you switch out that has like three or four or five mm -hmm. or 17 blades or whatever it is, whatever they're up to right now. Uh, but I still love just having a regular. I don't do a straight razor. I'm too scared to do it, although that'd be kind of cool. Um, but I just use a safety rate, safety blade, safety razor blade. Is that what it's called? Safety razor? Where it's just the actual little blade that you replace. Just one. And you replace it every, every, I do like a very two or three shaves and stuff like that. Cause they're super cheap. Anyway, uh, I was going to say that, but when you started talking about the, the pen and paper, it made me, it made me stop. And, it, and I don't know if this is, it shouldn't be antiquated. And I guess it's not because this is still being taught in school. But whenever I had to do calculations, um, as opposed to doing it on the phone with the calculator, I love doing the writing math, it out, doing the math on paper, like calculating percentages and taxes and, and, and tax and tips and, and stuff like that. I don't like pulling out the calculator or using those tip tip calculators that they have. I like multiplying it. And if I can do it in my head, even better, because it reminds me of in high school when I used to do number sense. Oh, the movie um, 21. Do you remember that movie? Never like poker, oh, and he's doing like calculations. Counting, 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 he's counting, counting cards. cards. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I'm not that good, but I remember. Like I just remember like all these little tricks that I knew, like how to multiply 45 times 45 in your head for 2000. 2000, 2900, no? 2025. Oh my god, how did I get 900? I'm like, I don't know, not even close. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but there was like these little tricks that you can do, and so you can do math in your head, and so I love doing that. But you still write it out. You and, still do and math. And I like to do it on, yeah. Oh, wow. So on my on my desk, usually there's like little calculations. budget or whatever. There's little calculations that I'm doing, of, and and I like doing. Especially, hey, that's cool. Especially multiplication and, and, and yeah, because that's gonna be gone. Like um, I, I heard, and it's not what well, it'll be antiquated. I think reading a book later on, like because mm -hmm. you could just go to Google. We were talking about that, right? Yeah. How how you get info fast, but like I, I so I was with my sister at the store the other day, and she we passed by the calculator, the scientific calculators, and she was like, "Oh, this is the one that we used to use." And I was like, "I've never even heard of this one. I had a TI eighty two. Yeah, and that same. Was, and that was." And that was state of the art, revolutionary, uh, just mind boggling. And I remember now, that. Yeah. They don't even sell the 82 anymore. They barely sell the 83 plus, uh, which was like. What are they up to now? TI what? No, now it doesn't even have a number. Now. Oh, it's just TI. It's, it's, it's TI. And well, Texas Instruments is a brand, but then it has like another, like a fancy name. Like, it's a graphic like calculator, razor. right? It's like a razor or something like that. Like, it's like a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So, cool. So I think we spent way too much No, that was good. No, but that was good. That so. was just a lot of. Fun. Antiquated fun stuff. Good, 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 good choice. Yeah, and we'll get back to wrap up the show. Yeah, I think um, I think basically what we want, or what I'd hope for people to kind of take this take take from this episode is just 
you know, hug your kids. Uh, tell your husband, tell your wife that you love them. Talk to your parents. Give them a call. Uh, that person that you've been wanting to ask for forgiveness or or to give forgiveness to uh, to, to the other person, uh, do it now, right? We, we've been talking about how, and we've seen, and we've seen it over and over in the last two years, how fickle uh, this whole yeah. thing is and how easily it can be, and life can be, uh, stripped away from us and and so tomorrow isn't secure and so uh, what are we waiting for right um let's let's live and live abundantly now um and 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 in that way just be prepared for death a little bit more right and you you, you know you mentioned how or, or we were talking about how how great it would be if we could if we could get to that moment where we already know it's coming and the whole family's gathered around the table, around the bedside and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be ideal. That'd be wonderful. But if we don't get that, which is statistically unlikely, um, then we can at least have a sense of a, a little bit of peace of mind knowing that when that moment comes, I'm for the most part ready for it. Go to confession, if, especially if it's been two, three, four, five, six, seven, 10, 15 years. Go to confession. You know, like it's going to be it's going to it's going to be so good for your soul. Yeah, I think um, as you said that, I don't know, maybe this is a little dark right here, but I think it's important also in conversation, at least I try to have this, like I'll share things with like family or my brothers or anything. I'll be like, hey, you know what, like this is like, like almost like uh, this is like my favorite song, like this is like my book, like, but not saying like, hey, remember me for that, but I think it's important. When I die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's read this poem at the, at the funeral home <laughs> no but it's important like like to have some com level of conversation and know each other deeply because then we hear of someone passing and that's when we start like writing out like oh my god they were like so and so and so and and i think it's important to just say that daily at least for me i hold myself to that that's advice that's something for me to just remember and the other thing i was gonna ask uh, like and with your thought is so when we hear of like these tragedies and things that are going like like this concert thing and um, we kind of might, I might learn. So I look at it like, okay, I'll learn if I'm ever in a music festival, um, uh, then that's something I, I could do things different. But like when we hear of tragedies like that and how would, how can we, like, what's our role there? Like, how would we, I don't know, should, how do we mourn that? Because it, it, it did pause like a lot, at least digital, if, if people are like, tuning into what's going on then i know it made like all the news outlets yeah. like nationally and like there's uh, all, all social media so how, what do we like i don't know yeah i think there is a, a need for mourning unfortunately like when it comes to like the society at large um just the society in, in a general sense has a very short-term memory right yeah. um we're gonna forget about this in two days it's not going to be on the news it, it's it's going to get covered for a few days and then it, it kind of passes into obscurity right when there's a hurricane uh that devastates an island that island takes months if not years to rebuild but you hear about it for four or five six days and then it goes into um the recesses of our memory that we don't really tap into anymore um but the but and that's unfortunate right that's just kind of a a it's kind of a result of the 24 hour news cycle, which is kind of its own. I, I got enough issues with that. I got issues with that. And yeah. that's, a, that's a topic for another day. Um, but, but there is a need for mourning. And if we don't mourn collectively, I think that's why 
it's so uh, earth shattering every time it happens, right? Because I think that, you know, as we're talking about like, hey, I should ask myself, am I ready? Should that happen to me? I imagine if everyone actually went through that process. Imagine if yeah. everyone actually stopped to contemplate about how easily we could lose our life and how easily all of this can go away then people would be more conscious of loving and forgiving and, and extending peace and living harmoniously. And it would, it would be really great because I think that, I mean, how do we mourn? I think it is to pray for them, right? Month of November is to pray for all the souls, the ones that we know. And, and just in a general sense, Lord, whoever is in purgatory, we ask for your mercy upon them. Um, but then also for us to reflect on it, to kind of see this for, an instance of us kind of uh, coming to terms and kind of like stopping ask myself, am I ready for my death? And if someone in my family dies, am I, am I going to feel awful because I didn't get a chance to say what I need to say? You know, okay, so then let this snap us out of that, that um, whatever it is that's keeping us from, from living, from living whatever we need to live. All right, I think we're on that note. So you'll hear us next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.